You're listening to Summer School, Elevate Church's summer teaching series. If you'd like more information about Elevate Church, you can check us out online at www.elevatechurch.ms. Look, this is such an awesome time for me. You know, I, I really love letting God use me, and I think that God can use each and every person here today. You know, it's amazing that when we come into God's house, it's always a blessing to be here because we get to see people each and every day. See, God is so good that we just got to wake up, we got to give him the glory, and we got to allow him to use us. See, it's all about him. It's not about us. See, we got to die to self and let God use us. Amen? Today, I'm going to be talking about the bread of life, the bread of life. And if you have a Bible, please turn to it. Please write notes because I want you to know that it's not me speaking. It's God's word that's coming forward. Amen? He's just using me for a vessel. So we're going to be talking about the bread of life. And God says, I am the bread of life. He says, I am the bread of life. How many of you all ate this morning? I know everybody has something to eat, but how many of y'all know that you can't live off bread alone? You can't live off bread alone. See, God wants us to get the spiritual nourishment, and that's the bread of life. So when we're doing that, we're going to talk about the bread of life, and it goes, it talks about the manna. Have, have y'all ever heard the word manna? manna? Manna is what God gave the Israelites when they were traveling. They were traveling through the wilderness. He gave them some manna. It was just a little, it was a, like a coroner seed a little small seed, and he just gave them just enough, just enough so that it wouldn't make them feel good about what they was getting, but he wanted them to rely on him. See, God wants us to rely on him. Even in, a, even in a natural, when we eat, the eating is, the food that we eat in a natural is good for our bodies, but also we need spiritual food, and the spiritual food is letting God come into our hearts so he can use us. So let's talk about the manna. The manna is a, it's a miraculous food supplied to the Israelites in their journey through the wilderness. It also says it's divinely su- supplied spiritual nourishment, and it's usually a sudden and an unexpected source of gratification, pleasure, or gain. And see, that manna, that word manna is bread. Bread from heaven. That's the word of God that we take in. That's the nourishment that we take in. And when we take that in, God allow us to be used. See, he want to use each and every person here today. So we got we to gotta, we gotta allow God to use us with the bread. Amen? It says that in Deuteronomy 8, 3 and 16, it says, The purpose of the manna was to test Israel's faith to humble them and to teach them that one does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And that's what I was trying to tell you all. See, God don't want us to just depend on bread alone, but we also have to depend on the word that he gives us each and every day. See, the word of God is is very, very valuable. And we have to train ourselves and teach ourselves to know that God is important. God is very important. We cannot just live off the natural food. We can't just eat Burger King, Wendy's, cook steaks and all that stuff, and we forget about the spiritual. See, the spiritual food is what's going to get us through. The spiritual food is what allows us to be tested. And see, that's what God was doing to to the Israelites as they were traveling through the wilderness. He gave them just enough. 
but he wanted them to depend on him. And that spiritual food that we need to depend on is the word of God that's coming out of his mouth. Amen? John 6 and 35, if you have that on, in your Bible, turn to it. It says that I am the bread of life, Jesus told him. No one comes to me will ever be hungry, and no one who believes in me will ever be thirsty again. What is that saying? It says I am the bread of life. Jesus told him, no one comes to me will ever be hungry, and no one who believes in me will ever be thirsty again. See, when you come to Jesus, and you know him, and you give your heart to him, you don't have to worry about the natural food because you got him. And when you believe in him, you won't even be thirsty. And what thirst are you talking about? He's not talking about thirst as in drinking water. He's talking about thirst as in the spiritual You'll never be thirsty. You'll never be hungry because you're full of the word. You're full of what God has given you. And see, that's what God want to do with each and every one of us. He wants us to be full of him. And when we're full of him, we got everything we need. We got everything we need. The bread of life refers to his life-giving role. We no longer hunger for the meaning. Jesus sustains our eternal destiny. And then we're going to talk about how Jesus takes himself and he makes us so important. You say, Jesus is the light of the world. Y'all remember that. Jesus is the light of the world. And that's in John 8 and 12. We're going to transition in talking about Jesus, the light of the world. It says in John 8 and 12, it said, Then Jesus spoke to them again, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Will have the light of life. It says, anyone who follows me will never walk in darkness. Now, let's picture something. Let's picture something. When it gets dark and you cut all the lights off in your room, you can't see where you're going. You can't see anything. You don't know where you're at. You don't know if you turn around three times. You don't know if you pointed north. You don't know if you're pointing south. You don't know if you're pointing east. You don't know if you're pointing west. See, that darkness represents that you are lost. That darkness represents that you are lost. But God want to be the light. See, when you have light, that means you can see. And when you can see, that means you can go forward. And when you see, that means you can follow. See, the word says, you follow me as I follow Christ. See, God wants us to follow him. It says that he is the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And what is that life he's talking about? He's talking about everlasting life. Everlasting life, meaning that you have God on your side. And now, even when you die and go to heaven, you'll have eternal life. Amen? Amen. The light of the world. The light is a symbol of spiritual truth. The light is a symbol of spiritual truth. What is spiritual truth? The truth that God has given us. See, when God trusts us to know his word and believe his word, then the spiritual truth is that we believe in what God is saying. See, we got to, we got to understand that the light is the symbol of spiritual truth. Jesus is the universal answer for people's need of spiritual truth. And it also talks about when Jesus died and rose again, we didn't understand why he did that. 
He did that so that we can have a second chance. He did that so that we can be, believe in him and make it to the next level. See, God wants us to understand that when you die and you raise up, who did that? That's God. That's believing. And see, we have to believe in order to receive and know what he's talking about. Amen? It says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And that's in John 10 and 11. And it's interesting that I'm saying that Jesus laid down his life. See, we, don't, we, don't, we take things for granted sometimes that when someone dies, even in a natural, that God has really bought that person here on earth. You always hear that it's a blessing when children are born. And it is a blessing. And we all have to leave this world. But when we leave this world, where are we going? Do we ever stop and think about where are we going? But Jesus said that we'll have eternal life. That's the life after death. So that's why it's important that we live our life right and not live off bread alone. And we live off the word of God and know that we're going to go into a, another place. See, God says that the good shepherd lays down his life the sheep. So who are the sheep? We are the sheep. We are the sheep. So the shepherd is there to protect. The shepherd is the protector. The shepherd protects his sheep. And see, God, that's what God does for us. He protects us. He protects his sheep. He wraps his arms around us. He protects us. But first of all, we have to believe in him. If we don't believe in him, he can't protect us. Because also remember that the darkness See, when you're dark, that means you don't know God. That means you lost. But when you fall in the light, that means you trust and you believe in him. And that's what I'm here today for, to talk to you about the light. See, God wants all of our light to shine. It says he wants our light to shine so man can see our good works. See, your light is what you do. See, when you cut on the light, that means you, you, you want to see something. When it's dark, you don't see anything. If it just got pitch black dark in here, we wouldn't be able to see but when the lights come on, we can see. And see, that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to see. Amen? Amen? The good shepherd, John 10 and 11, it talks about Christ is willing to do all that is necessary to defend and save the flock. So, so as Pastor Andrews be the shepherd of the house and we're the sheep, he'll do all he can to save us. See, that's why he get up here and minister and, and preach the word of God because it's somebody that come every day that don't know God. Somebody that come in this house every day that don't know God. And that's the whole purpose of us coming together in semblance because if you don't know Christ, we want you to leave here knowing Christ. Amen? Amen. See, it does the church no good for the same people to show up every Sunday and there's no one new. Amen? That's not church. Church is what we saw last week, 13 people getting, getting baptized. That's how you judge. That's how you judge a church because a church is not the same people every day. It's winning the loss. Elevate, reach people far from Christ. So when we out ministering to people, we want people to come and be a part of the service so that they can give their heart to the Lord. So with that darkness that they was in, now will become light. And we want them to be seen in the world. See, Jesus wants to be seen in the world. He wants us to be a light. So your light that's shining on you is when you're out in the community and God see you, see you doing great things and you living your life right, then somebody's going to plug into you and ask you, hey, 
where you go to church at? And that's your opportunity to minister because you are reaching people far from Christ. So the way we live our lives is a product of who's going to be saved in the church. Amen? Because when we live right, people are going to flock to you. What the words say, follow me as I follow Christ. So if I'm following Christ and you follow me, that means we're going the same way. Amen? Christ is willing to do all that is necessary to defend and save the flock. The shepherd dies in the place of the sheep. Christ does likewise. See, the shepherd boy, you know, he, he'll do anything to save his sheep. Christ did it also. Because all of us are sitting here are a product of Christ dying so that we can have a second chance. See, everything was lustrous at first when Adam and Eve was in a garden. But sin came about. But God then gave us a second chance. He sent his son, Jesus, to walk on earth in the flesh where he died, where he rose again, and he showed us a new day that we can have redemption. Amen? He gave us a second chance. That's enough to be thankful for. So I know I'm a father, but I'm here today to celebrate our Father in heaven. Amen? Amen. And we're talking about life. We're talking about Jesus dying. But let's talk about the resurrection part of it. See, Jesus resurrected. And that's where your faith and your trust come in at because in order to believe that Jesus died, you also have to believe that he rose again. Because what kind of God would we serve if we say he died, but he didn't get up? See, he got up. He wasn't in the temple no more. He was gone. So he already knew what was going to take place. See, God already knew what was going to take place with his son. He died. He rose again. And by, by rising again, look around. It's a lot of saved people in here. Amen? See, we're going to have eternal life. We're going to have eternal life. We're going to go on to be with the Father, even though we was created. From the dust, even though woman was created from man's rib. Guess what? When we leave this earth, it ain't going to just be over. All the ones that saved God is going to come and grab you spiritually. And we're going to live forever, eternal life. So if Jesus died and rose again, that means we are going to live again if we are set free and we believe in him. Amen? John 11 and 25, it says that Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Did y'all hear that? It said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. So if you believe in Jesus, if you believe that he died, then you will live again. That means you're going to raise up. And see, that's why it's important for us to get out in the community and, and let our light shine and get people saved so we can continue to have multiple people giving their hearts to the Lord. See, God is not a selfish God because even when he walked the earth, he did miraculous things. He didn't want no attention. See, God is all about saving people. He always sacrificed himself. So self and sacrifice is a word that we need to be like. See, God wants us to worry about more people rather than worry about ourselves. See, that's why it's important to give than to receive. See, he gave his life so that we can have a second chance. See, our blessings coming through helping other people. Our blessings come through saving other people. Our blessings come through teaching the other people about the word of God. 
See, God will heal you in the midst of you ministering to somebody because you are giving up yourself for someone else. Amen? Because all of us is a product of Jesus dying so that we can be set free so that we can live again. Amen? Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Not only is Jesus the source of life, he is the power over death. He is the power over death, meaning that Jesus died. He rose again. He orchestrated all of this so that we can see and have an example here on earth that if we live right, if we lead ourselves to the Lord, we lead other people to the Lord, then you will die, but surely you will have eternal life. When he talks about I go and prepare a place for you, what is he talking about? He's talking about in heaven. See, the word, the word is something that's already set. Jesus already said, I will go and prepare a place for you in heaven, many mansions. So it's up to us to get ourselves prepared and do what he called us to do, and that's to get our hearts right, that's to love one another, that's to, that's to, that's to be saved, and also to spread the gospel. And that's what we do when we step outside the four walls. When we live here on Sundays, we're going out to do God's work. Even though we go to work at our jobs, it's always somebody that's going to come in the midst of you that you can speak a word to, that you can say, I love you, Jesus loves you. And all of that is ministering and doing what God called us to do. We are all ministers if we save, because the words say that we need to share the word, spread the word, and people come back and give to God. And that's how the house get full. Amen? Jesus is the author or cause of eternal life. We will die physically on earth, but our spirit will never die. And that's what we see when we go to funerals and our loved ones go down and we, we think it's all over. But if our loved ones have lived a good life, they serve the Lord, there are no more worries for them. They didn't punch their stamp. They name written in the Lamb Book of Life. They probably living better than us right now. But what they want to, to, to see in a funeral, what they want you to see is that it ain't about the person that's up there when the funeral going on. It's about the people that's attending the funeral. And see, what we need to understand is that God, when he laid down his life, it wasn't about him. It was about us. See, he did that for us. He didn't do that for to just be seen. He died for us. So let's think about that. We go to a funeral. When we see someone dead laying in a casket, that's for us. That's symbolic to what Jesus did. But they got up. See, when we cry and we mourn and we, we, we do all this in a bereavement when our family's gone, we know they're going to get up because Jesus got up. And that's why it's important for us to live our life right. The Bible says, let every man examine himself. So at, at a funeral, we don't know where no one is going. We don't know where they're going. But it's important for us to lead people right and show them that, hey, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Give your heart to Christ. And when you give your heart to Christ, that's the thing that you have said to yourself. You looked at Jesus and he said, I love you, son. I love you, daughter. And I accept you. And when you accept Jesus, then that's a covenant that you and Jesus have. See, ain't nothing I can do 
on earth that'll send my kids to heaven. We all got to examine ourselves. We all live our own individual lives. That's why it's important for us to get to know Christ for ourselves. And one thing I like to say is when, when I minister is that you got you to gotta know and understand the word for yourself. See, you can get the word, but you're supposed to take it, take it home, read it, get an understanding because it's a relationship between you and God. See, God wants us to all have a close relationship with him. And see, we come here, we just come in here to praise God. It's, you come in here to get what you need from God. And you're supposed to keep him everywhere you go because God is a good God. Amen? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. John 14 and 6 says that Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In the King James Version, it says no one comes to the Father but by me. So, how can you get to the Lord? You got to go through his son, Jesus. There's no other way to get to Christ. You got to go through his son. So, when you put all that together and you see that Jesus is great, if you trust in him, you got everything you need. See, Jesus wants us to know that if you want to get to him, go through his son. His son speaks every day in the word of God. So, how do you get to know him? Read your Bible. Read your word. Get an understanding of what it's saying. Don't rely on me or Pastor Andrews to tell you what Jesus is saying. The way you get to know Jesus, you pick this up and you read it because that's how you get to know him for yourself. See, this should be an opportunity to where we come here and get excited because what we already read during the week on our own. So God is a God that's independent because we all have to do something for him by ourselves. See, when we get saved, that's an act that we're doing individually. That's why it's important when we go out that we try to reach people far from Christ so that they can come into the house of the Lord and give their heart to God. And then they're going to take it out of here and they're going to start applying to their life. Amen? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. What is the way? What is the way? The way is the road and the only path that leads to eternal life. Say, Jesus is the way. There is no other way. If Jesus is that way, you can't go that way and get to him. That way will be another religion, Buddha, Satan, or anything. Jesus is the way. So if Jesus is the way, that's the way we need to follow. It's simple. When we trust Jesus and we do as Jesus say, then we can get to the Father. Amen? So we, we know that we can't go I-20. We know we can't go I-20 West to get to Jackson, right? So I, I just want to, y'all tell me when y'all get there. We know, we all know we got to go I-20 East to get to Jackson. So if you go in another direction to get to Jesus, I promise you, you won't get there. You won't get there. See, Jesus is the way. So that's why we got to follow his word. And if we try to do stuff on our own, we're going to get lost. Jesus gives us a perfect example of how to get to him. It's through his son. And that's why it's important that we follow the word of God and believe in the word of God. So the way, if you say that's the only way, we already know there ain't no other way. We all know two plus two is four. We all know five plus five is ten. And the word of God say Jesus is the way. So we know Jesus is the way. That's the only way 
that we need to be trying to get to the Father. We won't get there another way. The truth. Say it's the way, the truth, and the life. The truth is the source, the source of the truth. Jesus is the source. His word never returned void. Jesus' word is the truth. The life, both here and eternal life. That's what that scripture is saying. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. See, we got the truth and we got the life. That means if we follow Jesus to the destination, that means we're going to have life here on earth and we're going to have everlasting life. And everlasting life means that we're going to continue to live. And by living, meaning that we follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. Next, we're going to transition into, it says, I am the true vine. And let's talk about the vine. You know, Jesus, Jesus is the vine. You know, and he says, Father, is the vine maker or the, or, the, or the wine dresser. You know, you got the vines. You got a tree. You got, the, you, got the, you got the branches. You got the base of it, the foundation that comes up and is strong. And you got a bunch of branches that just hangs off. And we are the branches. And see, we got to be connected to the tree so that God can bless us and give us what we need. Just picture this. If we got a tree going straight up with no branches on it, all the, all the branches on the ground, that means that mean anything that's on the ground is going to die because it ain't, it ain't got no supplier. It has no supplier. So y'all picture that darkness that we were talking about earlier. That means they are not hooked up to the source. They are just lost. They are walking in darkness. When you get hooked up to God, then you, you become a, a branch to the tree. And the supplier is Jesus. Jesus is the, the whole tree, and we are the branches. And as God gives us nourishment, the branch is going to begin to blossom. And as the branches blossom, you get leaves, you get colorful, you got summer, winter, spring. And, and what happens in seasons? You know, different things happen. Some leaves start to fall off. That means the stuff that's falling off, that means you're connected to Jesus. What he's doing is the stuff that's falling off in the fall. It's the things in your life that's been hindering you. So what he's doing is they fall into the ground, and he said he's going to gather it all up. All that stuff just going to burn away. All the, all the, he's, he's washing you clean, and he's trying to make you new. So wherever we at in life, hooked up to Jesus, it's not up to us to look at what somebody else is going through. See, your season may not be in the summer. Your season may be in the spring. Your season may not be in the fall. Your season may be in the winter. So the part of life that we are at right now, it ain't for us to know where someone is at. The important part is to know where we are at individually. And see, all God wants us to do is get connected to him and come and be part of the tree. See, that's what we're doing here at Elevate. We're trying to connect people to the tree so that they can grow. And as they grow, then you'll start to see the person blossom. Because what happens when you walk outside in the spring and your flowers looking all beautiful and stuff, everything looking good and you like it, you're starting to see the blossoming. You're starting to see the things that you planted starting to take life. And then there's a season in your life where you're going through rough times, where things ain't working out right. Your finances might not be right. Your car might be breaking down. 
Someone may be bothering you. Children may be getting on your nerves. But guess what? If you stay connected to the source, I promise you, it's going to end. Amen? I am the true vine, and my Father is the vineyard keeper. Jesus is the real, genuine source of nourishment. We are totally dependent on God for our very existence. We cannot do good apart from him. So let's think about that tree again. We cannot do good apart from him. That means we have dropped out of the church, we stopped serving God, and that branch just totally just falls off the tree and it falls to the ground. Falls to the ground. And just know that when something's not connected, it's not useful. It's not useful. You lose an arm, you lose an ear, you lose an eye. When you're missing something that's important, we, don't, we take it for granted of everything that we have in our body is important. And see, Jesus wants us to be connected as a whole. And it's very important that we do our parts in the house of God to stay connected to the vine. Everybody here at Elevate is important. Amen? And Jesus showed us through the witness of his works how powerful he was in feeding the 5,000. You know, he fed 5,000 people with two fish, five loaves. They go all the way back, and we say, man, we brought two catfish fillets in here, five loaves of bread. We're going to be fighting over that bread. But sharing, sharing, and loving, that means we're not going to rob our fellow people, right? That means we're going to spread it out. Everybody get a little pinch off the fish. Everybody get a little bread, and we're going to stretch it. Now we all got a little something that we nourished off of, but guess what? The bread of life is Jesus. See, that's just the, that's just the, 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 the physical part, the natural, but Jesus is all we need. See, as a, as a whole, we have to look at one another, and we got to lean on our brother and sister, and we got to be help for one another. See, God can do things miraculously if we allow him, and that's what he was doing with the people when he fed 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves of bread. I want to see us stretch that here, elevate. See if, it, see if we can feed 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves. And that's all spiritual. And also, Jesus did another, he did another miraculous thing by walking on water. Walking on water. And he was, in, he was walking on water while they was in the ship. And he told the people, do not be afraid. See, the power of God is amazing. When you experience him for yourself, then you know he's good. See, that's a self thing that you have to go through with God. You know, I had mine. I, I remember being paralyzed. And, it's, it, and, and y'all see me walking, but y'all wouldn't know that if I didn't told y'all, didn't tell y'all about that. But I was paralyzed. I was sick. I was, I was down real bad. But I trusted and believed in God, and he healed me. And all of my coworkers never knew why. But that's why I serve God, because I know what he can do. He'll heal her. He'll heal her. I'm here standing up here right now. I was paralyzed. Couldn't even move. But God is a, such a good God that he shows his people in different ways that he is good. And that's an individual thing that you have to go through. Get to know God for yourself. It's a personal relationship. Amen? Then Jesus showed another miraculous thing. He healed the blind man. He healed the blind man. 
And he also raised Lazarus. He raised Lazarus from the dead, told him to get up. All of those things show people the power of God. And all of those things are taking place in today's society. And some people just take it for granted. But if you got a testimony and God has done something for you, you got to tell it because it shows the power of God. That's why I love Elevate when people giving their testimonies because you wouldn't know if you never told anyone. See, that let people know God is still working and it's a season and your season will come. So if you keep serving him, your day going to come where he's going to do a miraculous thing in your life. Amen? And I'm getting to close, and it says, I am the door. Jesus says, I am the door. And that door that he's talking about is the door to coming in. See, Jesus wants us to come in. He always there ready. He wants us to come in. That door is wide open. No one can take you and push you through the door. No one can put you in a headlock and push you through the door. That door has got to be an individual thing. You got to want to give your heart to the Lord. You got to want to give your life to the Lord. You got to be the one that want to come in with Jesus so that he can sup with you. That's what it talks about in Revelation. Jesus says in John 10 and 9, it says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will come in and go out and find pastures. Jesus said he's the door. So if he's the door, then we got to come in. We come in, we with him. He can protect us. He can shield us. I want to know how many people here today that want to give their heart to Christ because he is the door. Jesus says, I am the door. He wants you to come in so that he can close the door and wrap his arms around you and love you. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm standing here today just asking you if you want to give your heart to Christ because he's a great God, he's an awesome God, and he wants us to live forever. But as the word says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, no man comes to the Father but by me. And Jesus wants you to give your heart to him. If you want to give your heart to Jesus, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in your seat. You want to give your heart to Christ. Amen. 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 God is such a good God. It's not about me. It's not about anyone sitting around you. It's all about him. Because at the end of the day, Jesus wants another life saved. And we get another life saved. That's another vessel that can hit the streets running to win someone else to the Lord. Father, we just thank you for the hands that was raised today, Father. Father, you know who they are, Father. Father, I ask you to just bless them in a special way, Father. And Father, that they may believe, Father God, that you are an awesome God, Father. Father, that they may believe that you rose again on the third day, Father. Father, that you died on the cross for their sins, Father. And Father, I ask you to just touch them in a special way, Father, that they may continue to, to worship you, Father. And, Father, that this day wasn't by accident, Father. Father, that they came here to receive your word, Father. And, Father, I ask you right now, Father, just continue to bless them so that they can go outside of the four walls, Father God, and win more souls into the kingdom, Father. 
And Father, I ask you to just touch their lives right now, Father. And Father, I ask you to just continue to bless this church here, elevate, Father God, continue to help this church to grow, Father. And Father, we just want to continue to lift up our pastor, Father God, the shepherd of this house, Father God, Pastor Andrews and his wife, Father, I ask you to just bless them while they're away, Father. And Father, we just ask all these things in your precious son, Jesus' name, Father. And the church here, elevate, says, amen, amen, amen. We'd like to thank you for listening and encourage you to visit our website at www.elevatechurch.ms so you can learn more about being blessed and blessing others at Elevate Church.